You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, fabulous, fantastic, fearless, flightless, and featherless fact fanatics, hopefully. Uh, This is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 30. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen. And it's time for your weekly peek at the oblique squeaks of unique geeks. Nice. Nice. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. I'm Chris. And if you have feathers... We here at Good Job Brain would like to encourage you, please visit a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, today is our all-quiz bonanza number six. We have each prepared and designed a quiz segment to stump each other and to stump you, the listeners, but... We're doing all quiz a little different today because we are dedicating this week's episode to a very special person. He is Frederick G. from New York. You may know or may not know this podcast started as a Kickstarter initiative uh, late last year. And a lot of awesome people donated money to help us get the equipment and other stuff that we needed to actually start this podcast. And Fred was our top backer. Fred stepped it up. Thank you so much, Fred. And as a reward, we're dedicating this episode uh, to you, Fred. And all of the segments on today's show are inspired by Fred's favorite subjects and topics. So thanks, Fred. And we hope you enjoy today's show. Thank you, Fred. Of course, we're going to start our usual show with our general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. And I got a random trivial pursuit card here. Get your buzzers ready. Blue Wedge for Geography. What African country's name comes from the Portuguese for Lion Mountains? Mm. Uh, Sierra Leone. Yeah. Correct. Oh. Uh, putting it together. Yep. Pink Wedge for Pop Culture. Name three of the four personas of the members of KISS. Not band members, but personas. Uh, that would be uh, Spaceman or Space Ace, Catman, Starchild, and The Demon. Wow! I was going to say Kitty Face. Unfortunately, you <laughs> said to name three of the four, uh, not all of them. So, so you're you wrong. <laughs> you're the biggest so, so wrong. So one of us gets to buzz in. Space thing, yes. Cat whatever, and Satan head, and the tongue tongue one, (laughs) and Gene Simmons. I think I like Kitty Face more than Catman. (laughs) Kitty Face, you know, whiskers and stuff. I I think it's safe to say that Catman is the least intimidating of the four. (laughs) Yeah, you just want to pet him and give him a little treat or something, a little dish of milk. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you licking your butt? All right, Yellow Wedge. What 18th century invention did its creator claim worked so quickly the subject would feel nothing but a refreshing coolness? Uh, Lobotomy. Incorrect, but close. 
That would be the guillotine. Yes, oh. guillotine. Oh. I'm feel minty fresh. <laughs> Talked about in a previous show. Yeah, a refreshing coolness. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the first ad campaign for guillotine. Yeah, <laughs> the, the refreshing cool like, maker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want to pay for this? <laughs> Purple wedge. What does Venus stand on in Botticelli's painting *Birth of Venus*? Chris. A shell. Yes, a seashell. Green wedge for science. What is the only metal that is liquid at room temperature? Oh, Colin. Uh, Mercury. Correct. Mm -hmm. Last question. Orange wedge. Who coached Mary Lou Retton, Nadia Comaneci, and Carrie Strug? Colin. That's uh, Bella Bella Corolla. I have no idea. Oh, you didn't oh, grow up in American names. Oh, yeah, apparently like, not, no. Nadia Comaneci. Yeah, and especially everywhere. Carrie Strug and, and that team, too. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that iconic image of him well, carrying her with the, the, the injured leg? Well, yeah. I know the gymnast. He was even involved in the Olympics. I mean, this year he wasn't he wasn't coaching, but he was, he was there. All right, and let's start our all-quiz number six, dedicated to Fred. Who wants to go first? Fred let us know that among his many, many varied interests are such musical acts as David Bowie. Yes. And uh, so I decided, uh, I'm also a David Bowie fan. I am too. too. So I decided I'm going to sort of run with that and have a quiz that's inspired by rock personas. Okay. Oh. Okay. Hmm. David Bowie, you know, known for being just ultimate performer, very flamboyant, really bringing it all. This quiz is rock alter egos. Yeah. (laughs) Eu não vi o seu filme, não sou de jogar, não bebo em pé, não frequento barra, assim me sinto bem, não devo a ninguém. So it's all about... Do we all just have a question about that? I, hope, I know. I was going to say, I hope Catman's on here. <laughs> Kitty face. So this is all about alter egos, personas, fake names of people who you know by another performing oh, name. Oh, okay. And it may be an individual, it may be a band in some cases. So I'm going to name the alter ego. You tell me the singer or the band. Oh, good one, good all one. All right, all right. Ziggy Stardust. That was Chris, I believe. David Bowie. Yes, that was David Bowie. So I figured we would start off here with an easy one. Ziggy Stardust was the alien rock star persona that he performed as. Uh, great album, great concert film as well. Chris Gaines. Oh. Karen. Garth Brooks. That is yeah. Garth Brooks. And you want to get a little bit more detail about that? Yeah, why does he have a fake name? Because he decided to I, not really change his career, but he was like a country star and he wanted to experiment with other types of music, right? Yeah, it was really high concept. He wanted to come out with this alter ego of this Australian-born rocker, not country. Yeah. And and eventually he wanted to lead up to a movie and they canned the movie. There just wasn't enough <laughs> There wasn't enough reaction to the album. He released an album called Chris Gaines called Greatest Hits. And like the concept was that this was his retrospective of his greatest hits. It was very high concept. Wow. Paisley Park. I'll give you a couple more. This person also had Alexander Nevermind, Joey Coco, (laughs) and Paisley Park. It's like a serial mascot. It is Prince. Yeah. Yes. He he had a lot of pseudonyms for songwriting credits, especially for songs that he would write for other people uh, because he was really worried about rights and things like that. Oh, so it's not necessarily he's performing as these personas, but it's... 
kind of like pseudonym. Yeah, um, and Paisley, Paisley Park is also the name of his recording studio. That's what I thought yeah, it was. So, yeah. so I was like thrown off. I was I didn't know that was his character too. All right. Okay. Frank Black. God, that sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, that sounds so familiar. Better known as is Black Francis of the Pixies. So yeah, when he mm-hmm. went on his solo career, he kind of inverted his name, uh, <laughs> which was already a stage name. All right, this one's a little tricky here. Mm-hmm. Billy Shears. And that sounds familiar too. Chris. Paul McCartney. Uh, yes, it I depends mean, on was, how you want to go with this one. You can yeah, go a he couple was, ways. He was a member of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Yes. So, right, right. But he was a Paul McCartney impersonator. Well, so this is where it, the, the <laughs> yeah. uh, actual story gets mixed with urban legend. Sure, so yeah. on the Sgt. Pepper concept album, uh, Billy Shears was the band leader. Yes. And who was actually Ringo. Ringo was Ringo's character was Billy oh, really? Shears. And in the beginning of the album, you know, I'd like to introduce to you the one and only, only Billy, Billy Shears. Shears. And now this got conflated with the whole Paul is dead yeah. story. And so in 1966, before the album came out, there's this fan theory ran wild that Paul had actually died mm. and was replaced with an imposter. After Sgt. Pepper came out, all the conspiracy theorists are like, oh, his name is Billy Shears. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that got to replace Paul. Right. So you could go either way with that one. You so could it's, say it's oh, an okay. alter persona oh for God, Ringo or for supposed Paul. to be Ringo? Oh, okay. Weird. Okay. People had a lot of yeah. time back then. I wonder how oh, long that rumor did. lasted. Really <laughs> well, they didn't have the internet to correct them so fast. <laughs> Fake. Jeez. Fake. <laughs> all right. Last one here. <clears throat> Starchild, <laughs> Spaceman, <laughs> Catman, Kitty Face, you mean? <laughs> and the Demon, Chris, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Trivial Pursuit stole my question. I can't believe oh, that. That's never happened. I think that's a what? good. That's a first. That's a good job, right? First, where what are, are the chances? Coincidence. Because you know how many cards are in Chance. that box. <laughs> So, yes, if you were paying attention from 45 seconds ago, those are the personas of the KISS <laughs> the Kiss members based on their makeup. That's awesome. I got so mad when you read that question. <laughs> but they inverted the question, which I think is way harder. Yeah. Like, to hear those four things, you might think to yourself, oh, is it KISS? Right, but right. But to say, come up with them, it's like it's like recognition versus recall, mm-hmm. which yeah. is so different. And if you're really a KISS nerd, there is actually a mnemonic if you want to remember no. which one is which. So, uh, so the demon is pretty easy. That's Gene Simmons, the really demonic one. Okay. Um, Spaceman was also known as Space Ace, so that's Ace Freely. Oh, okay. 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 Um, right. Star Child was Paul Stanley, so oh, Stanley, okay. Star. Stan, Star, and Star. then uh, the Catman was Peter Chris, so, so Chris, Chris Catman. Cat. Chris yeah. Cat, Stan, yeah. Star, if, Ace, Space Ace, Spaceman. Alright, Rockstar, Alter Egos, and Personas. Woo! Very good. Thanks, Colin. Cool. Okay, so Fred is from Belgium, Yes, apparently. he is. So I made a quiz called is it Belgium or not Belgium? <laughs> well, I mean, really, anything in the world can be put into one of those two categories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very logical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold up one finger if you think it is Belgium. Two fingers if you think it's Roll not. It. I think buzzing in on a 50-50 guess quiz. <laughs> it's a lot. Crazy. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. Are they from Belgium or not from Belgium? You all say no, they are. Oh, we all overthought. Yeah, that was the easiest. I was, I was, I thought that was, I was too easy. I, I'm glad that I, I chose this format. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be a bloodbath. Probably. Brussels sprouts are actually from Belgium. from Brussels. Yeah. Okay. In Belgium. Oh, great. Huh. I learn something new every day. It's good. The Holy Roman Empire was started here by Charlemagne. Belgium or not Belgium? 
You all say yes. The answer is no. Ah. <laughs> it was Germany. Oh. <laughs> I'm you're to you're, you're you. in our head now. No, yeah. we're not you, you are in our head. Quiz, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quadruple guessing myself now. Yeah. It's like, is it a trick of a trick? And what, what if she thinks it's a trick? Yeah. You could say the president of Belgium, and I would say mm, not Belgium. <laughs> The most castles per square mile. Belgium or not Belgium? Karen says not. Colin says yes. Chris says yes, yes. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was going to be like Ireland or Scotland. Or yeah. On the yeah. board. The coffee filter was invented here. Oh. Belgium, not Belgium. Oh. Karen says not. I'm going to say not. Chris, I'm going to say Belgium. Chris says yes. Colin says not. It is not. It's Germany. Oh, it's always again. Germany. I thought it was going to be Italy. I, I was going to name this quiz Belgium, France, or Germany. That's oh. a hint for you guys. Because they're all kind of near each other and they have this crossover. I like Belgium cultures. or not Belgium. Yeah. yeah. That's more of a, a pizzazz. <laughs> My reasoning on that one was it would be like a French press so they wouldn't have a filter. Mm. The metric system. Oh, dang. Oh. Dang, dang, dang. Colin says yes. I'm going to say yes. There's smart people Karen there. says yes. Yes. No, it was in France. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, friend. We totally don't know Belgium that well. That's, that's totally why we I just chose were this format. We're ascribing all of these things to, to Belgium um, while taking away all of its where was, accomplishments. Where, where was the metric system? France. Oh, oh well, that, make, yes. that makes oh. sense because that's where the international standards for all the metric mm. are kept. Okay. But see, maybe the dude is from Belgium. That's true. Okay, well, how about this? The Communist Manifesto was written here. Whoa. Belgium, not Belgium. Colin says no. I'm not a yes German. Karen says one. yes. Yeah. Belgium. Yeah, it was. Because ah! Karl Marx was in exile from Germany, and oh. he went to Belgium. Oh. And he met Ingalls there. Europe's largest economy. Largest economy. Not Belgium. I'm going to say not. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin and Chris say not. Karen says yes, no, it is Germany. Yeah. Oh. That I know, because everybody's going to them with their with their hand out. Here's here's one for Karen though: black, yellow, and red flag with horizontal stripes. Germany's flag is horizontal stripes. Yes. Do you know Belgium's flag? It's the same, but vertical stripes. Yes. Oh. That's the little trick. A little of, tricky. Yep, yep, yep. So Germany has the same color horizontal. Belgium same color vertical. Oh, I like that. Belgian waffles. Not Belgium. Yes, Belgium. I say yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Belgian waffles actually from Belgium. Woo! I don't know what the score is. You don't know what the scores are. I think it's almost tied for everybody. Yay! Hey, you guys equally suck at Belgian trivia. <laughs> We're all equally poor. I, I have a quick quiz for all of us. This is not going to take very long. One of the subjects that uh, Fred wanted us to cover was the films of Quentin Tarantino. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. As uh, many of you may know, uh, the films of Quentin Tarantino all kind of share uh, one universe or a couple of different universes because characters uh, will uh, go back and forth between his films. Right. Characters from one film will show up in another or maybe get referenced in another, thus establishing continuity between this whole universe. Um, so, I'm going to name 
two Quentin Tarantino films, and you are going to buzz in and tell me the major character or characters uh, that okay. connect those two films. Oh, no. Right? I've only right. seen a couple. Okay, here we go. All we'll right. see. This might be we'll start right. off with this. This might be um, another Belgian round for me. <laughs> sure. Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Karen. I believe ooh, uh, they're the Vega brothers. Yes, it's the Vega yeah. brothers. John Travolta from Pulp Fiction and yep. Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. are one of the, related. One of the only characters who's actually named by his real name in Reservoir Dogs is Michael Madsen's character Vic Vega. And right. uh, Tarantino has, in fact, said, yes, uh, he is he is the brother of Vincent Vega, John Travolta's character from Pulp Fiction. Tarantino uh, had said that he had kicked around the idea of doing... Uh, now, both of these characters, of course, in their respective movies, died. He had said he had kicked around uh, doing a prequel about the Vega brothers in which John Travolta and Michael Madsen play the brothers before they died. However, owing to the advancing age of both actors, this is less and less likely <laughs> oh, by, the, by the day. Yeah. Burn. Tough Burn. to do, tough to do a old. film about young John Travolta <laughs> with current John Travolta in it. Inglorious Bastards... Oh. True romance. Colin. Uh, what? That would be the father son, I think, of Donowitz, right? Indeed. So in Inglorious Bastards, uh, Donnie Donowitz, yep. who's played by Eli Roth, yeah. by Eli Roth, is supposed to be supposed to be the father of Lee Donowitz. Yeah. Who's the producer character in a True Romance? That is correct. Wow. Yep. Okay, two movies we've just talked about: True Romance and Reservoir Dogs. What? Colin, I believe it's connected with Alabama. Yes, right. Patricia Arquette in True Romance, mm-hmm. and so she was supposed to be in the universe like the ex partner of I forget whose partner she was supposed to be. It I... was Vic Vegas. Oh, it was Vic Vegas' ex partner. Okay, how do you? know this. Like, he refers to her in the movie, and then again, Tarantino was like, oh yeah, when he's referring to Alabama, his ex-partner, he is talking about Alabama from True Romance. Wow. Yeah. Right, right. Now, a lot of people have noted, well, this means, it's like, why why are the worlds of Quentin Tarantino's uh, movies so messed up? It's like, well, because they all flow from an alternate reality in which Hitler was brutally murdered, you know, by the by the Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. You know, that was how World War II ended. Um, so it yielded a much more violent universe. Yes. <laughs> Finally, Kill Bill and Death Proof. How are Kill Bill, this is, oh. this is, this is the head scratcher for oh, Colin, oh. who knows all this. Is it Mike the Stuntman? It's not Mike the Stuntman, mm. no. The character is Sheriff Earl McGraw and, oh. and his son. The oh. sheriff who kind of shows up in Death Proof and also shows up in Kill Bill. The, this father and son team of uh, lawmen, Tarantino has said, are some of the only characters who can move between two universes because Kill Bill does not take place in the same universe technically as, as Pulp Fiction. But these characters uh, have, in fact, shifted between those two separate realities that he set up. Well, anyway, that's my very fast Tarantino quiz. Well, I have a piggybacking on um, the idea of movies. I have a quiz about Western remakes of Asian movies. Oh, yeah. Right. So, okay. Fred, okay. one of his one of his uh, topics he he suggested was Asian cinema, ah. and so a lot of people don't know that a lot of famous Western movies are remakes of an earlier right, Asian movie. Right, right, right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the plot of the Western movie, and you have to identify it, and then I'll tell you what the Asian counterpart is. Cool. Okay, let's start with something a little bit easy. 
An oppressed village assembles seven fighters to help defend their homes. Chris. It's the Magnificent Seven. Correct. And do you know what Asian film it was based on? It's based on Kurosawa's The Seven Samurai. Correct. Mm -hmm. Magnificent Seven with Yul Brenner and Steve McQueen. Very, very good movie. All-star cast. Both very good movies. And a little side note. You might remember Pixar's little movie called A Bug's Life, which uh, is partially also inspired by Seven Samurai. Nice. Mm. Goes out, finds mm. a, a band of eclectic bugs to help mm, them right. defend their little colony. All right. Here's the summary. A romantic comedy where a bored, overworked estate lawyer, upon first sight of a beautiful instructor, signs up for ballroom dancing lessons. <laughs> Is it shall is it shall we dance? Correct. Yeah. It is shall we dance, uh, starring Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez, based on a Japanese movie called Shall We Dance, which is lauded as a, a great, charming kind of romantic yeah. comedy. Very, yeah. very good. I saw that. I saw the Japanese version. It was really it was charming. very good. Yeah. Two men from opposite sides of the law are undercover within the police and the mafia. <laughs> Uh, the Departed. Yes. Oh, Martin right. Scorsese's The Departed, based on... Infernal Affairs. Yes. Very famous Hong Kong movie, mm-hmm. Infernal Affairs. All right. Here's another one. A wandering fighter plays two rival families against each other in a town torn apart by greed, pride, and revenge. <laughs> Is it uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly? Close. Yeah, it's, I know it's one of those, yeah. It is Fistful yeah, of Dollars, yeah. also with Clint Eastwood, based on... Uh, Yojimbo? Yes, Yojimbo, also by Kurosawa. Actually, there is another movie starring Bruce Willis called Last Man Standing, uh, also with Christopher Walken, about mm. uh, gangsters. That is also uh, officially said. It's kind of a remake of Kurosawa's Yojimbo. Mm. All right, last one. A lonely doctor begins exchanging love letters with a frustrated architect. They must try to unravel the mystery behind their extraordinary time-traveling romance before it's too late. Dana. (laughs) The Lake House. Yes, The Lake House, starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. And Sandra Bullock, uh, based on a South Korean movie called Il Marais. Oh, I didn't know that. That was a confusing movie. That was. Like, apparently one of them lives two years behind the other one, yet the only way they can communicate is through putting letters in a mailbox. Well, how does your mailbox work? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the real world, Karen. I talked to people two years ago (laughs) all the time. My neighbor who used to live here. So there you go. A little quick quiz. Hmm. Actually, when I was researching for, for this quiz... Most of the Western remakes of Asian movies are horror movies. Right, right. Like The Ring or, or The Grudge or Juo. So I, I, I try to not go into that path of, of all horror movies. Yeah, I was kind of expecting that you were going to have some horror movies in there. That was good. That was good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, so let's take a quick break from quizzing, and it's time for our Brainiacs Book Club segment inspired by our sponsor, Audible, and by our listeners who often ask us about books or resources that we read to help us stay sharp. So last week, we shared some of our favorite eccentric trivia reads, and this week, we're actually going to feature some of our listeners' suggestions, and they have some really good ones. So Alex Ham from Facebook suggested this book called The Disappearing Spoon. And other true tales of madness, love, and the history of the world from the periodic table of elements. Ooh. And this is by Sam Keen. That sounds good, huh? It sounds really good. It's like a funny, alarming, uh, infectious uh, bunch of stories about the periodic table chronicling from one element to another. Answering such burning questions like, why did Gandhi hate iodine? <laughs> why did the Japanese kill Godzilla with missiles made of cadmium? And other... <laughs> Other <laughs> urgent mis- yeah. yeah. Why did I just breathe a bunch of nitrogen? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, very, very cool for all the science nerds. And Zachary Messer suggested this book by Mary Roach called Packing for Mars. And it's full of trivia and really well-written uh, stories and interviews about the, the nitty-gritty stuff about space travel. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. That's a good one. I've seen that one in stores, yeah. They talk about, you know, really, how do they go to the bathroom and how NASA used to do a lot of crash testing with cadavers. It's a little bit dark, but it's, it's still interesting and funny that one of the anecdotes uh, in the book is about how they actually pack the U.S. flag for the moon landing. So there's a big flag. Uh, they yeah. have a special way to pack it. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that you had said uh, one of the recommendations from listener Allison P was Wicked Plants. Yes. That you, you have the book. I do indeed. In fact, it was quite helpful in preparation of our Plants Are Messed Up episode. <laughs> Chock full of evil and vicious and poisonous and all kinds of... A-hole plants. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Wicked Plants, The Weed That Killed Lincoln's Mother and Other Botanical Atrocities by Amy Stewart. So these books are all available as audiobooks on Audible. So if you want to give it a try, go to audiblepodcast.com slash goodjobbrain for your free audiobook download. And of course, if you have any more of your own suggestions, you can also email, tweet, or Facebook message us, and we might feature it on air. Thanks for those suggestions, guys. Yeah! Uh, So one of the topics suggested by Fred was video games. You'd think this would actually be easy, all of us being in the video game industry. However, um, as it turns out, this is one of the hardest quizzes to write because we're all so deeply, deeply Mm -hmm. steeped in minutiae of video games. We no longer have any perspective on whether it is something that's super easy or incredibly obscure that no one else would know. So I've done my best here uh, to actually write some questions that... I think are right about the correct level of difficulty, and even if even if everyone here around the table knows them, maybe our listeners will enjoy trying to think about this a little bit. That's actually like a counter challenge for you to write video game <laughs> right. trivia questions. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Pong is sometimes thought of as being the first arcade game, but it's not. What is? Oh, I know this. 
Okay, we've hit the right level of difficulty. Karen. I know it's like a crude spaceship game. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's based on uh, the earliest computer game, which is called Space War, but the arcade game version was called. Uh, it's called Computer Space. That was the name. No. Computer Space. Uh, that was the name of the, of the first uh, arcade game released uh, by Atari, as it turns out. Um, okay. Cool wow. name, bro. They didn't have any other names they had to be. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Pong was the first successful arcade game. Name the first. Three video games in which the main player character was Mario. Karen. First chronological? Yep, the first three in chronological order in which the main player character was Mario. Donkey Kong? Yes. Mario Brothers. Yes. Super Mario Brothers. Very good. So not Donkey Kong Jr. Mario was in it, but he was not a playable character. Yeah. You could play uh, as Mario in a brief bonus section of Nintendo's video pinball game, but I said main player character. Name two people who have played Mario in live action. Oh. Oh, do porn versions count? Um, they do not, no. (laughs) Uh, was Bob Hoskins one? Bob Hoskins was one of them. Who was yeah. the one who played Mario on TV? Oh. There was a live-action Mario on TV? There was, yeah. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I remember starring, the cartoon. Starring world-famous professional wrestling manager, Captain Lou Albano. Oh. Played as Mario. Took, yeah. He took all the rubber bands out of his ear for that character. Uh, that's why you um, recognize him. Dustin Hoffman uh, really wanted to play the character of Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie because his kids were so into the game, but uh. he did not get the part, probably because he looked absolutely nothing like Mario. <laughs> they originally wanted Danny DeVito, but too high-priced. Uh, so they had to go with the, the cheaper like Danny Hoffman. DeVito. Yeah, well, you know, he had he had some star power coming out of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's and, how and his the, agent builds him. He's like, he's the poor man's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, of uh, slogans for people, what 1981 game was first introduced as the new femme fatale of the game world? Dana. Is it Ms. Pac-Man? It is, <laughs> yes. Oh! Is it Mrs. Fem- or Ms.? It's Ms. Pac-Man. That's what I thought. They were originally yeah. going to go with Pac-Woman. Uh, and, it was, and it was Pac-Man with like uh, hair and braids. Oh, like yeah. Like Pippi Longstocking Pac-Man. They got rid of that design. <laughs> Uh, when was the first John Madden football game released? Was it 1984, 1988, or 1991? Uh, Colin? I want to say 88. Yes, indeed. The first John Madden football was released in 1988. I need somebody uh, who worked on that. By 1993, yeah. the, the series' official name was changed to Madden NFL. It's not called John Madden football anymore. Why are these video games significant? Basic math? Surround and combat. Colin, uh, is that they were bundled with the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? They were. They were launch titles for the oh, Atari okay. Twenty Six Hundred. They were three of the nine very first game in the Legend of Zelda. Who was the character Zelda named after? Dana. Zelda Fitzgerald? Yes. Huh. Oh, yeah. really? I yeah, didn't that's know that. Zelda, I, know. Zelda yeah, I couldn't name another um, Zelda. Well, yeah. Zelda, <laughs> Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter, who named. His kid after Zelda from the video game, huh. who was named after Zelda Fitzgerald. Huh. That's crazy. I know. Next question. Crazy, crazy. What actor named his daughter Zelda after the video game? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Robin Williams. Robin Williams. All right. Uh, three more. What was the first product that Nintendo ever produced? Karen? Hanafude cards? Yeah. They're playing pl- cards. They're playing, playing cards. cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not okay. like... Are poker cards similar but yeah. a, a different kind of, they also have suits and stuff that's the easy one 
What's the first product that Sony ever produced? It didn't work very well, as it turns out. Um, yes? You can go. A motorcycle. No, the first yeah, product Sony ever made was a rice cooker. Yeah. It was a rice cooker. It was like it was a it was, a plant. Yeah, it was, it was not yeah. very good. They, they started making transistor radios pretty quickly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, rice cooker. I don't expect anybody to get this, but it might come up one day. What was the first product or the first piece of software that Microsoft ever produced? Oh, um, I know this. What was it? Word. Um, it was in fact Altair Basic. Uh, it was a it was a interpreter for the basic programming language. That's was the right. first thing they did. Um, they very quickly got into the OS business and did. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Might come up one day. You you might need to know what programming language was Microsoft's first product based on. So now you do. Basic. Excellent. Right. That was good. I did well. I was so, I was so scared. It meets the Karen definition of is this a good quiz or not. Yeah, it is whether she does well or not. I know the answers to these questions. Yeah, good. good quiz. Good quiz. Yeah. Okay, so Fred likes the X-Men, apparently. X-Men are one of his favorite things. This is a topic he wanted us to talk about. Hey, guys, about. I'm starting to have a feeling here. I think Fred's a nerd. <laughs> I don't know if we could say that yet. <laughs> Jerry's still up, but we're going to talk about the X-Men for a while. So I wanted to make a quiz where you could get the answer, even if you don't know the X-Men super well. It's more like an intuit quiz, like a maybe a free association. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the X-Men, and you tell me what you think their power is. Oh. And they're, they're usually fairly well-labeled. But the more detail you can give me on what See, you think See, that's no fair, because Colin actually knows the actual I'll, I'll, X-Men. I'll, I'll, I'll handicap myself. I'll wait three seconds before I buzz in. Oh, thanks, Colin. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick some deep cuts, too, because okay. some of these powers are bananas. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, have to yeah. talk about There are a lot of X-Men. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll start easy. Cyclops. Chris. Laser beams out his eyeballs. Well, um, actually, it's actually the power of the sun from his eyes. <laughs> oh, right? really? It's Scott, a, con- Scott, Scott. a concussive force from his eyes. A ruby-colored, <laughs> ruby-colored concussive. I thought force. it was the power of the sun. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be one of those quizzes. <laughs> um, actually, you guys, <laughs> Scott Summers, Archangel or Angel or Archangel, Karen. He has wings. Yes. Yes. Played by Ben Foster. What's his power, though? <laughs> he can fly. fly. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's his yeah. He, he could have been Birdman as well. He also, uh, he also has hollow bones, like a bird, they say. He not only has wings, he has hollow bones. Oh, because so he's, he's light later. enough? Mm-hmm. Here, the next one. Mimic? Can take other people's superpowers. All right. So now, those were the easy ones. Those were <laughs> oh, the classic. Okay. All right. We're that was warm up. Darwin. He's in the movie. He's in X-Men First Class. He can adapt to his environment by changing his appearance into, like, other animals and stuff. Constant reactive evolution. Ah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Sure. The what, gist. What you said. Colossus. Are you really giving me the handicap? Well, I'm just waiting a little, yeah. <laughs> oh, Colossus. He is... A hot naked guy who <laughs> turns into some sort of bulletproof metal. Yeah, he can make yeah. his whole body metallic. Yeah. So these things are deep cuts to me because I don't look at it at all. And so I was like, he becomes a statue that walks around? That's crazy pants. That's interesting. <laughs> and there's also the pun there, like he was Soviet. So it was yep. like Soviet Colossus. It was... God, yeah. what is his full name? Peter... Nikolaevich Rasputin. Yes, Rasputin. <laughs> yes, that shows you the level of uh, <laughs> effort they put into naming the Russian characters. I love this one. Long shot. 
Colin. He has extremely good luck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Okay. That is a superpower. <laughs> That's yeah. a good superpower, though. I was thinking like good aim or something. Yeah, but that 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 is attendant with having good luck. Like if you just so happen to pick up a bow and arrow and just sort of fire an arrow. Oh my god! Just, it's like he's not like he's good at it. He just How is that so a mutant power? To, yeah, he can power. manipulate the probability fields. Oh my yeah. god! I think that one's a little weak. I have to say. Really? I was like, that's cool. I wish I wish <laughs> probability fields were a thing. That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, giant metal Russian guys. Yeah, I buy that. But manipulating probability fields—that's just it's absurd. It's not something you can aspire to as a kid. You're like, oh yeah, I want to be a big bulletproof dude. <laughs> Or I can change the probabilities and maybe make it big in Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> Cannonball. Colin. Uh, he can propel himself and he's impervious to damage when he's flying through the air, right? Oh. Like like a cannonball. Yeah, he can generate a force field around him and then go really fast oh. through stuff like a cannonball. I thought he could like empty the pool of water when he <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he can. He uses his force field. Oh, yeah, he could. That's his only power. Cannonball! <laughs> belly flop. I'm just kidding. That's not... That's <laughs> his sidekick, his belly flop. <laughs> Marrow. This one's gross a little bit. Marrow. Yeah. He's delicious. <laughs> uh, he no? can squeeze himself into your bones. <laughs> it's related to bones. He... It's a she, by the way. Oh. Yeah. oh. Her bones are made of poison. Currently, she has bones sticking out of her body. <laughs> she was formerly able to generate weapons and armors from her external um, skeleton. Mm-hmm. And then one more. Um, lifeguard. <laughs> Lifeguard? Excuse me? Lifeguard. Hmm. Yeah, I love this one too. He has a really loud whistle. (laughs) (laughs) He looks really good in red shorts. He can mouth to mouth the dead back to life. Oh, that's That's actually good. good. You know what? That might be his power because his power is actually (laughs) instinctive adaptive powers and he permanently has golden skin, wings, and claws like a lifeguard would. Your your power is you can adapt to anything. You are grab bag man. is, is Is that all I get? It's Fine, you can have golden skin. <laughs> you know what? A lot of them have Sweet. all the powers. Yeah. Sweet. That's the trick with a lot of these X-Men. Their power is everybody's powers. Not for First everyone. guy gets laser eyes, everybody else gets the shadows. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. It's hard to keep generating these things. Mm. Okay, so my turn again. And we here at Good Job Brain, we love good anagrams of names. Indeed. You know, yeah, like how... Old West Action is an anagram of Clint Eastwood. And since our man of the hour, Fred, loves science, I figured I'd combine anagram and science for a segment I'm going to call Science People or Epic Clone P. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So I I always want to do an anagram quiz, but I realize it may be a little bit tricky to solve anagrams on air. Right. Since they're more (laughs) visual-based, you kind of have to... Uh, look at the letters. Yeah, I usually write them out. So what I'm going to do is read you a pretty fitting and maybe funny uh, appropriate anagram of a famous scientist's name. So the anagram will clue to the person. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to uh, uh, have a bit of a descriptive hint. Okay. You have two ways to clue in uh, who this person is. And you have to buzz in and tell me who the scientist is. All right. So let's start kind of easy. Search ran wild. For finches on the Galapagos. 
Charles Darwin. Correct. Charles Darwin. Search ran wild. All right. Actions wane after one body exerts force onto a second body. Isaac Newton. Yes, oh. Isaac Newton. Actions wane. Nice. Named for the fig Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> Golden merger is how you describe his relationship with peas. <laughs> Dana. Oh, man. What's his name? Gregor Mendel. Yes, yeah. Gregor Mendel, wow. the father of genetics. Uh, golden merger. That's golden good. merger. Well, so he worked with peas to to have a lot of genetic breakthrough with hybridization mm-hmm. and, and hereditary inheritance trait. But he also kind of lucked out because he worked with pea plants. And it just so happens that pea plants are basic enough in their genetic information that he, he was able to make hybrids out right. of them. Because they have few enough traits too, right? Yep. Minted ornate blob is a visual representation of recursive mathematics. Mandelbrot. What yes. was his first name? Was it uh, Minted Ornate Blob? I should be able to do it by deduction. It uh, is Benoit. That's right. Uh, Benoit that's right. Mandelbrot. Mandelbros. Uh, <laughs> minted Ornate Blob. And obviously, if you remember those big fractal diagrams, it is a very ornate blob. Okay, here's a good one. Only see star design. This guy was obsessed about the inaccurate starry sky in a specific scene from James Cameron's Titanic. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Correct. Neil (laughs) deGrasse Tyson, famous current astrophysicist. His anagram is only see star design. That's good. A spoil suture is this scientist's pet pee because he hates bacteria growth. Louis Pasteur. Yes! Okay. I was thinking Lister. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Spacious circle noun is the pathway of the Earth orbiting around the sun. Uh, Nicholas Copernicus. Correct. Spacious circle noun. (laughs) And lastly. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Run anti-lag, because those early machines were really slow. Run anti-lag. Alan Turing? Yes, Alan Turing. Wow. Very good. So there you go. Epic clone pee, or science people. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. P-E-E. It is. Our favorite okay. type. Our favorite type of P. Yo. Epic, epic clone P. That's gross. Uh, well, Fred also let us know that he's a big fan of uh, sci-fi horror movies, uh, 70s, 80s in particular. So I put together a little quiz here. Um, I'm going to give you guys a quote from a famous oh. sci-fi slash horror movie of the 70s or 80s, and you guys tell me the movie. Oh, okay. man. I like no one. I'm going to predict right. it. 
And part of this quiz, hopefully, is that you can reason it out if you don't outright mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, these are all famous movies, <clears throat> and here we go. Okay. It has nothing to do with Satan, Mama. It's me. Me. If I concentrate hard enough, I can move things. Karen. Carrie. It is Carrie. Yeah. Spoken by Carrie herself. Sissy Spacek. <laughs> that's right. That's right. People are being duplicated. And once it happens to you, you're part of this thing. It almost happened to me. Good acting. <laughs> People are being duplicated. Chris. Uh, is it Invasion of the Body Snatchers? No, that's, that's my guess. guess. It is. Oh, okay. Well, it was all your guess, but Chris said it. <laughs> yes, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake, I should add, the 1970s version. Okay. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. Chris. Alien? It is Alien, oh, indeed. I was hoping for Game Over, man. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, so that was Ash talking about the Alien. Mm. More human than human is our motto. Dana. Blade Runner. It is Blade yeah. Runner. Yeah. <laughs> the job. unofficial official movie of Good Job Rain. <laughs> It's been a while since we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's Tyrell, of course, talking about <laughs> replicant technology. It had been a wonderful evening, and what I needed now to give it the perfect ending was a little of the Ludwig van. Chris again. A clockwork orange. It is a clockwork orange. Oh, yes! Yes. All right, last one here. Let's close this out. I wonder if you'd mind helping us. You see, our car broke down a few miles up the road. Do you have a phone we might use? I'm going to say Chris again. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) Spoken by Brad, very earnestly. Very Bostwick. (laughs) Very Bostwick, that's right. All right, well, good job, guys. Well, before we end this episode, as you uh, may remember from our last episode, our robots episode, we tried to end with a musical quiz, but the quiz was stolen. It was hijacked. By Shanghai, by international parody thief, <laughs> Carmen San Mateo. Similar to, but legally distinct from <laughs> that other thing. And one of her, one of her gang members is in cahoots with her, Mama Castorian. <laughs> Shantou's fan of uh, food additives. So Carmen San Mateo left us a message, and uh, we asked you, the listeners, to help us figure out where she had gone to based on the uh, contents of that message. Now, we, the Good Job Brain members, traveled to this location, and uh, this is what we found. Agents, over here. Good thing your last two episodes were about animation and robots. That must have helped you pick out the theme song of Japan's most famous animated robot, Astro Boy. It plays every time a train leaves the Takadano Baba station here in Tokyo. Now listen, Brainiacs, Carmen San Mateo already gave us the slip, but we got some intel on Mama Castorian. Looks like she left us a sandwich. By which I mean, we need a word for the meat of a particular farm animal. Then, we need a word for the noises a certain other farm animal makes. Put the first word exactly into the middle of the second word, and then you'll know the country Mama Castorian escaped to. Now, get out of here, you're gonna blow my cover. 
Okay, well, it looks like our, our informant has given us another puzzle that I believe we're going to pass on to the Good Job Brain listeners. Oh. If you think you know what country Mama Castorium has escaped to, as clued by the clues given to us by our informant, then go ahead and write to us at gjb.podcast at gmail.com and see if you can solve where Mama Castorium has gone off to now. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Always dun, dun. one step it? behind her. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. That is our show thank you guys for joining me and thank you guys listeners for listening in and of course a big special thanks to fred g from new york who's also from belgium as we learned (laughs) hope you guys learn a lot about belgium and things that are not from belgium and scientists and quinn tarantino and x-men and movies and such and you can find us on zoom marketplace on itunes on Stitcher and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And join us on Facebook and Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Later. Swing Dennis Hopper. From side to side. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.